Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Today we've got a crazy story of nasty rumors flying around. We'll get to that in a bit, but first... I gave my manipulative sister a taste of her own medicine. I come from a family of four. There's my dad, my mom, my older sister, and my humble self. As siblings, we both attended the same school, and although my sister was two classes ahead of me, people referred to us as twins. We weren't as close as people thought us to be, or rather, we weren't even close at all. However, we were living just fine. At least we didn't lack the necessities. Mom worked as an assistant manager of a store that sold baby stuff, and Dad worked as an accountant. I was 16, and my sister just clocked 19 a few days ago. Because of the age difference as teenagers, we rarely got along with ourselves. Mom and Dad were already fed up with our squabbling and bickering. We fought over the littlest things, never shared our belongings, and never stayed long in a particular place without causing a heck of a ruckus wherever we went. Our fuss began not just overnight, it started when we all moved to a new home. Mom thought it wise that we attended the same school. The reason is that she wanted my older sister around me in case I was being bullied. She also thought this would improve our bonding and sisterly love if we walked back home together, but that was sadly not what my sister thought. She never hesitated to display her hate and fury toward me. It was as if she saw me as a threat. Threat to what? That I don't know. Even while in school, she made me feel less of myself. With these, I was slowly losing my self-esteem. I became more withdrawn and only talked when spoken to. My parents thought it was just part of growth and that I would loosen up as time passed. Most times I'd be so hurt and amidst tears, I'd question if I was her sister. Was I adopted? Did she hate me that much? Were mom and dad my parents? My sister was beautiful and most times got little favors in school, our neighborhood, and even at home. No day passed by without her getting compliments about how beautiful she was. In school, she had flocks of friends. I didn't even know who her closest friends were. Everyone wanted to be around her, even the boys. She got lots and lots of attention wherever she went. While the creator gave my sister beauty, he gave me brains. I was so brilliant to the extent that I was frequently chosen to represent my school. Mathematics quizzes, spelling bees, spoken words, etc. were competitions I featured in. My sister wasn't dumb either. She never got a C in her grades, but to be candid, I was more intelligent than she was. It was a fact that could not be overlooked. Sometimes mom asked me to help her with calculations from the sales day book. Back at home, my sister never allowed me into her room. She always cheated me while sharing things. She was also manipulative. Whenever I reported to dad or mom, she always made the scolding eventually fall on me. On a particular evening, mom was preparing to go shopping for groceries. So she called out to one of us to follow her. I scampered out of my room to follow mom, and in seconds, my sister came out too. 
Mom just stood looking at the both of us, then she finally spoke. She told me to get dressed as my denim was already faded. This angered my sister, so she thought of a way to make me stay while she went in my stead. She told mom that I told her earlier I wasn't feeling too well and I needed rest. With this, mom didn't even wait to ask me. She told me to drink water and nap till she returned, which was how I stayed back. I was furious, but I allowed my fury to simmer, planning how I would pay her back. On another occasion, I got a piggy bank for my savings at home. I planned to buy a lot of fancy stuff and goodies for Christmas. Not that I didn't have a bank account. I had one, but I decided it was for essential things like school. My sister also owned a piggy vest as well, but she never saved. Or maybe she did, but spent them on flashy, irrelevant things. It was almost Christmas and I had just two weeks left to save up the amount I needed. I was so eager and in anticipation of that day. It was always a fun-filled day. Mom would make an apple cake for us. She always made sure that she got us new outfits each year. Dad always took all of us to the zoo. We loved going to the zoo, but this year, Dad promised to take us somewhere else he wouldn't tell. A week before Christmas, I'd already gotten the needed amount, hoping for that long-awaited day to come. Little did I know that my older sister had been stealing my savings. Unknowingly to me, as I went to my piggy bank to take a little sum of my money to buy what I'd been saving up for, I found the box half empty. My heart skipped a beat as thoughts began to flood into my head. For a moment, I went blank and was short of words. Almost immediately, I came back to my consciousness and ran toward her room. With impatience and fury, I banged on her door. She came out looking puzzled, wondering what was going on. She stood there in front of me, waiting for an explanation. I felt a rush of adrenaline and wanting to lunge at her. I withheld myself, and so I asked if she touched my savings. She busted into laughter. All over again, I began to fume. I waited for her to finish, and then she responded by saying she did. With such brazenness, I wondered where she got it from. She said she needed it without giving any tangible reason for taking it behind my back. I was so hurt that I kept asking myself why, but she slammed the door on me. I went back to my room and broke down in tears. I couldn't take it anymore. When dad and mom came home from work, I told them about what had happened and they called for her to come. When she did come, she had a wicked smirk at the corner of her lips. It was apparent she knew the reason she was called. And when they questioned her about it, she lied to them, saying we both did joint savings. I tried speaking up, but mom wouldn't let me. They could only say that she was my older sister and I shouldn't be selfish. It was apparent my parents didn't see things from my perspective, and I was so pained. They never believed me. They saw our fights to be some sister's daily misunderstanding. Each time, I tried bringing up excuses for her in my head, but it just wasn't fitting in. And so, I continued to fall victim to my sister's manipulative acts. In school, she pretended to be caring. Everyone thought she loved me. She faked looking out for me. People saw us as the best of siblings. But we were far from being that. It was as if she derived pleasure from being mean, heartless, manipulative, and wicked. An incident happened at school. There was a competition I needed to go to to represent my school. Unfortunately, I wasn't present on that day. I followed mom to her workplace to assist her. A letter was sent home to me to be delivered by my sister. My older sister came home and didn't say a word about it. I noticed she was so lovely, more excellent than usual. I thought she had turned a new leaf. 
so I didn't take it to heart. The next day was a Saturday. We all stayed at home. Saturdays and Sundays were the only days we stayed at home. We usually had dinner together and we used Saturdays for cleaning up the house, both outside and inside, and doing the laundry. Sometimes mom went to church. My sister still didn't say anything about the letter to me. Then during dinner, she spoke out, saying that our school had given my parents a choice of which of us would attend the competition. She manipulated my parents into thinking that she was suitable for representing our school, and so my parents bought into her idea. She told them she should be allowed since I had always been going. My parents didn't hesitate, and they willingly agreed. They signed the letter attaching her name to it. On getting to school, she went to the office of the school's management and lied to them saying our parents said she should be the one to go. Of course, they couldn't question my parents' decision, so they agreed. And that was how I lost my opportunity to my wicked sister. Fortunately for everyone, she didn't disappoint when she went there. However, she made sure that no one suspected her of her evil activities. Yet she never stopped. She always had a way of twisting every situation in her favor. Another incident occurred between my sister and me. I stood at the kitchen counter, taking a sip of the tea I had made lazily. Dad and Mom were having a chit-chat about irrelevant things in the living room. My older sister was in the laundry room on the phone, I guess. Then a call came in for Dad. Mom stood up to attend to other things. I went to my room to relax when I heard Mom call on my older sister who was still on her phone. Usually, she's always the one being sent errands, but that particular day she wore a frown. I heard a knock on the door and rushed to check who it was. It was my neighbor's daughter. We were both the same age and attended the same school. She was also in the same grade and often came over to see me, and I loved her company. She was very playful. Mom liked her because she was respectful. My sister didn't want her because she was my friend. She came to remind me of a party we were supposed to hang out at together that evening. Mom never allowed me to go to parties. My older sister didn't have any restrictions. I guess it's because she was older. Somehow my sister got to know of it. How she knew I do not know and she also knew I intended to sneak out. So while we chatted about school, my sister came in asking me to run an errand mom sent her. I declined but she threatened to tell my parents my plans for that evening. My friend just watched silently. It was obvious she wanted me to do what my sister wanted so we could go to the party and so I accepted. Mom told her to trim the flowers in the yard and water them. A deal's a deal. So I just did what my sister wanted in exchange for her not telling my mom about it. But my sister didn't keep her word. When it was time for me to sneak out, I overheard her telling mom about it. And mom called me. I had to take off my clothes and answer her quickly. She sternly warned me not to leave home. I became gloomy for the rest of the day. My friend would have been so upset after waiting in vain for me. Of course, why wouldn't she be? But there was nothing I could do, and I couldn't disobey mom. Dad rarely talked, but mom did all the scolding and caning. While she continued in her wickedness, I started plotting my revenge, hoping and praying for an opportunity to present itself so I could give my sister a taste of her own medicine. I started being nice to her so she could trust me completely. I'm very sure she thought it was just me. We no longer fought as often as we used to. Mom finally thought we had started getting along and Dad was super proud of us. Gradually, she started loosening up. She became free with me and I, in turn, reciprocated her energy. 
Finally, the day came when the universe heard my prayers. It was a new week and we all got dressed for school. This was the day we were going to see our grades. Usually the rates of every student are read out on the assembly ground, but this time it was given to be taken home to our respective parents. And being the brilliant girl I was, I got A's all through. My sister unfortunately got C's and was so unhappy. I was very exhilarated beyond human comprehension because I finally got an opportunity. Mom and dad consoled her while encouraging her. The next day in school, her friends didn't chat with her as usual or sit with her. She was isolated. She overheard them giggling about her poor grades, and she was embarrassed. No one knew of her poor qualities except me. My sister knew what I had done, but lacked the courage to confront me for fear of my reply. For that semester, no one related with her because they saw her as a beauty with no brains they don't want to connect with. Once, she was called upon to represent her school in a competition, but people around her began to murmur. When asked for the reason of the side talks, they said she wasn't brilliant enough to be picked because she got bad grades. And so, I, her sister, was chosen to represent her as usual. Even though mom and dad were disappointed, they never showed it, but I sensed it. Mom rarely sent her errands so she could concentrate. She was grounded as well. She would always stay locked in her room all day. The stigma she got was just what she deserved. Every form of entertainment was banned for her. She had no friends, no boyfriend, but just her books. Gradually, I became more popular in my school and neighborhood. I began receiving favors and preferential treatment wherever I went, just as my older sister got when they loved her. Her friends became my friends, and I told her friends she never liked them, not even for once, and that the only reason she formed a clique with them was just to get popular. This made my sister detest me more, but I cared less. She wasn't remorseful, and neither was I. Alas, I gave my manipulative sister a taste of her own medicine, an experience she will never forget. I hope beyond this point the sister just kind of focused on themselves and realized high school really isn't it to begin with. Who cares about high school status? Our next story is, my sister told everyone at home that I dropped out of college. I got back at her by telling everyone that she was pregnant. I come from a very religious family. My parents and grandparents on each side are Baptists. My maternal grandfather and my step-grandmother are... Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. 
Storytime is sponsored by BetterHelp. Nearly everyone at some point in their life will struggle with their mental health, whether that's something stressful at work, in a personal relationship, or something else. I know that I really struggled with anxiety in my early 20s, and therapy was a massive help for me. That's why I'm a massive fan of therapy, and today's sponsor, BetterHelp. If there is anything in your life, big or small, that is negatively affecting you, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. It's an online therapy service that, after finishing a small questionnaire, will match you with a licensed therapist, where you can book appointments that match up with your schedule at any place or any time. And if you feel like you're not bonding with your therapist, you can switch at any point for free. Also, therapy isn't just if you're struggling with mental health. If you're looking for guidance or ways to improve your social skills, life, or relationships, it's a great judgment-free way of doing that. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com StorytimePod today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash StorytimePod. In your pastors in the church, and my paternal grandmother is a deaconess. Before my grandfather died, he was a deacon too. My parents had the easiest time getting married because both families were pleased with the arrangement. My parents had been friends in church since they were children, and their siblings were friends too. Their parents knew each other, and my step-grandmother used to organize parties for the children all the time. My mother's the only child of her mother. Her two other siblings were only half-siblings. Her mom died when she was 12, and she had issues with her faith ever since. So her dad wanted her to marry a believer so she could stay in faith. When my mom started dating my dad, she was 21 and my dad was 23. My dad said my grandfather warned him to leave if he knew he wasn't going to marry her one day after they had lunch at my maternal grandfather's home. A year after, they made the relationship official and public. My dad proposed. Unbeknownst to my maternal grandparents, my dad proposed because my mom got pregnant. My mom had told him in fear that she was pregnant. He confided in his parents and they ordered him to propose immediately. They didn't want to ruin their reputation in church and be known as the parents of the boy who impregnated the pastor's daughter. Naturally, my dad, who was young at the time, was very skeptical, but his parents were not having it. He had to marry the girl since he got her pregnant. My dad eventually agreed and proposed to my mom. She didn't know his parents made him do that until after they had gotten married, and my dad mentioned it when they were in an argument. My paternal grandparent was glad that my dad was taking his relationship with his daughter seriously. They were both in college at the time, but he allowed it. They got married, and my grandfather gifted them his old house. My paternal grandmother was always available to take care of the baby, my sister, while my mom went to school. It was easier for my mom since she schooled in the same town, but my dad schooled in a different state. My parents never had to drop out of school to take care of the home front because my grandparents and their siblings were very supportive. They still treated my parents like their babies like actual children, and sadly that happens even to this day. My parents had many issues growing up because our family was run by my maternal grandfather. Whatever decision my parents wanted to take as a couple for our family was vetted by my grandparents, especially my maternal grandfather. At some point, they were having too many issues that my dad insisted on our family moving out of town so he and my mom can make decisions about our family with no outside interference. My mom agreed with his decision, and they took my sister and me, I was born barely two years after my sister, out of town. We spent two years away, but my parents decided it was best to return. 
They both had to work, and getting trustworthy babysitters and nannies was extremely difficult. My paternal grandfather also died, so my dad wanted to be closer to his mother. My parents took us back, and we grew up knowing no real difference between our family and extended family. My grandparents from both sides came in regularly, and our cousins did too. Everyone had a say in any decision we wanted to make. In the schools we went to, the jobs my parents decided to take on, our careers, the clubs we joined in school, the roles we played in church, and all sorts of other stuff. My sister could wear a dress, and my parents would have no problem with it, but if my grandmother thinks it's too short, then she could never wear it again. I grew up very reserved. I could barely say what was on my mind, and I barely even knew what was on my mind as there was no outlet for that. I never had time to think. We always had some expectations of sorts to meet and live up to. It got worse when my dad was appointed as a pastor. He became a lot busier. We became not just the grandchildren of a minister, but the children of a preacher. The new position was good news for my family, but not for my sister and me. It was especially not good news for me. I always wondered what life would be like if it wasn't from such a religious, structured family. I could never just do my own thing. I had to do what was expected of me, and I had to consider everybody's expectations. I had to factor in my parents' grandparents, cousins, and even the church. We always had to behave. I just wanted to be, to live free and to have more time to myself, more time to think, to visit more friends and not friends from the church. I wanted to know what it was like in the families of those who weren't as religious as my family is. I could never do that. When I was deciding on the university to go to, I wasn't sure which I wanted to choose, but I knew one thing. I wanted to go as far as possible. I wanted to go as far away from my large family, from the control and the noise. Left to me, I would study something that had to do with visual arts or photography. I'd always wanted to be a cinematographer or a photographer of sorts. But of course, my family wasn't having that. I only ever told my mom about it and she rolled her eyes at me. She said, look, we're not going to force anything on you, okay? But what daddy and grandpa want is for you to study accounting or economics. One day you're going to be a pastor, just like your daddy. You want to make sure you can properly handle the church's finances. How do you know I'd get good grades as a student of accounting? I asked her. You certainly will, was her response. You can do all things because God strengthens you, and you're excellent in maths already anyway. I was annoyed that my parents and grandfather had already picked a path for me without even talking to me. Yes, I was great at maths and all, but what I wanted was to work with cameras. I was also irritated that my mom had said that they didn't want to force anything on me when they clearly wanted to. They were the ones who would pay tuition anyway. I'd also seen how my grandfather treats those who didn't do what he wanted them to do. My mom had two half-siblings who were twins. My grandfather cut off one of the twins because she got married to a non-Christian. He was so mad at her that he even forbade everyone from mentioning her name around him. Even her twin sister had to hide the fact that she was still in contact with her sister from him. I knew my grandfather would have a huge problem with me not studying something related to finance. So I decided to study whatever they wanted me to, but I was going to school somewhere far away. That was non-negotiable for me. 
It was tough trying to make my parents understand why I chose to go to school there. Surprisingly, my mom, more than anyone, had issues with where I'd chosen. Why can't you find a better and closer school? There's many great schools around here, less than three hours drive away. Why are you choosing a place so far away? I never listened or even gave the true reason for choosing to go to college so far away. I just insisted that I love the school, hence my decision. They all agreed eventually, and I left for college. They say college is where one goes to discover themselves, and that was true for me. I got into college and realized that I didn't like the church I grew up in. The church I attended in college was much more interesting. They appreciated individuality, and everyone loved and respected one another too. I also agree more with their doctrines. Even though I was far away from home, my parents and extended family still tried to control me. They made me come home on every holiday and my mom and paternal grandmother visited me often, I had to tell them to relax about the constant visiting. They agreed that they were embarrassing me and stepped back. One Sunday, I was listening to a sermon in church, and it occurred to me that I wasn't doing what I truly enjoyed doing. I was doing well in school, my grades were up, and I had a great relationship with my professors. But I wasn't happy. I wanted to do something that made me happy. Something that makes my heart leap for joy. I decided that Sunday that I was going to drop out of school. I spent the entire week weighing my options and looking for what I could do in photography and cinematography. I felt alone in my decision and wanted to talk to someone from home, so I told my sister. Now, we weren't particularly close, but since she was the closest member of my family, it made sense to tell her. She was in college too, but she schooled close to home. I didn't know what I was expecting from her to be honest. I didn't know my sister. She was quite secretive. I didn't know her friends apart from the ones in church. And I didn't know what her favorite food was, what she enjoys eating the most, or any of those things. I don't know her beyond the surface level. At the time I told her, I didn't even know if she was dating. She used to go out with this guy from church in high school, but they broke up long before she even went to college. Wow. What are you going to do now, she asked. I didn't know what I expected her to say, as I've mentioned, but her response still felt a bit strange. I said, I don't know. I'm talking to people to see if I can switch majors. I'm also looking up schools in the country where I can take up pure photography. Then she asked, what do mom and dad think? I said, I haven't told them. Can you please not tell anyone for now? I want to get myself together and make sturdy plans before talking to anyone about it. After we ended the call, I told my ex-girlfriend about it. She and I dated in high school, but it was a very secret relationship. I didn't want to share that part of my life with anyone, so we just kept it to ourselves. Even after we got into college, we spoke very often on the phone. I have a feeling she'll tell my parents, I just do. She said, well, she lives with her boyfriend, so you can just tell your parents that. The year before that, my ex had told me that my sister was living with her boyfriend in school. I never mentioned it to my sister or anyone else. But I remember being so shocked that my sister, of all people, would do that. My parents would be alarmed if they found out about that. My mom talks to us, and especially her, about the importance of abstaining from sex until one is married. Yeah... I know she's being a hypocrite. Even my grandfather is rumored to have been secretly having an affair with my step-grandmother before his wife died and he married her. 
My parents may be able to handle knowing that my sister had a boyfriend they didn't know about, but knowing that she lived with him would hurt them. I agreed with my ex. If my sister told on me, then I was telling on her too. The next time I was home was nearly a month after I told my sister. My paternal grandmother had grown old and had moved in with my parents while I was away. She was probably my favorite family member, so I was happy with the development. I was behind the window of my sister's room texting my ex one morning when I heard my sister's voice in a whisper tell someone that it was positive. I leaned closer and listened to their conversation. She was pregnant and was telling her boyfriend about it. I didn't think too much about it. My sister's an adult and I trusted that she would decide on the best way to handle what was happening. My grandfather came in that evening and he and my dad invited me to my dad's study. I was right. My sister had told my mom and my mom had told my dad and grandfather, you are not dropping out of school, my dad simply said. I hope you've not made any serious changes. You're going back to school, my grandfather added. They both swore to make sure that never happens. I left the study feeling like crap. My mom came into my room later and quietly said, dinner's ready. I could never understand why you'd want to drop out of school. You're doing so well and you have less than three years left. I said nothing, so she just said, dinner's ready, again. While my step-grandmother said grace over our meal, I glared at my sister. She looked away and focused on the food before her. Just as everyone was getting a piece of each food on their plates, I blurted out that my sister lives with her boyfriend in school. My mother gasped, and just before my grandmother could say anything, I told them she was pregnant too, and left the table. Everyone forgot about me dropping out and focused on my sister. My dad was livid. He was so mad that he had to leave. You're going to marry him, I heard my grandfather say. You will not humiliate this household. Not when your dad's very close to being bishop. True to his word, my sister was made to marry her boyfriend. From what I hear, they're about to get a divorce now because he resents her for making him marry before he was ready. Yes, I dropped out of school and focused on making a career for myself in photography. My dad did cut me off, but I still communicate with my mom now and then. At some point, you take hold of your life and you do what you want to do and chase your own dreams. You could probably have a greater conversation on their religion and the practices they not only follow but actively try to enforce, but maybe that's best for another time or maybe down in the comments. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now if you want to hear another absolutely crazy story of revenge, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories.